Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Time to hop back into the spider with Chief Commentator in New South Wales of Harness Racing, Freddie Hastings. Good morning, sir. Hello to you, Russ, and welcome to uh, to uh, Sunday mornings in a different guise. I'm usually sleep at this time, so uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I've got the the eyelids over up with some toothpicks. Good stuff, good stuff. We had a good night last night at uh, at Menangle. We we saw further semi-finals of the Breeders' Challenge, of course, uh, next Sunday. Uh, Breeders' Challenge finals will be conducted now. When they uh, inaugurated the Breeders' Challenge uh, finals and, and, and ran them at Menangle, they were traditionally run on a Sunday afternoon in late June, early July, either the last Sunday in June or the first Sunday in July. And um, they went away from that over the last few years to night, Saturday nights, but they've gone back to the Sundays and I think that they get blessed with nice weather, not too hot, just nice uh, springtime weather. They could have a real big crowd to do with at um, an angle on Sunday. It really is, I'll say it, it's probably my favourite race meeting in the calendar, uh, the Breeders' Challenge, because you see these two-year-olds, the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds. Uh, we see the, you know, the older horses that have transitioned generally through the series as babies into the four-year-old finals. You've got the new kids on the block in the, in the emerging stars, three-year-olds, and then you've got the babies at two who are... Um, you know, deep into the season now, that's one positive. The, the Breeders' Challenge has run much deeper into the season now and as a consequence we see some very talented uh, horses go around. The meeting kicked off for us with Firestorm Red who was well backed at big odds. Firestorm Red won the first and was the first of three winners for Will Rickson who's just in sensational form. Uh, he's cracked the 100 winners already and uh, that was his goal. He's done that and he's just going to keep uh, spiralling upwards the second race was the semi-final for the Colts and Geldington Breeders' Challenge for three-year-olds. And Captain's Knock, uh, this horse won the two-year-old final last year. Um, it was one of those races, and we'll be talking to Nathan Turnbull shortly uh, regarding Better Be the Best's win last night. But uh, Captain's Knock beat Better Be the Best. And we kind of all got wrapped up at the time in, in the defeat of Better Be the Best, who missed the start and had to make a lot of ground. And we kind of slipped over the fact that Captain's Knock is a very, very good horse and it fought uh, tenaciously to come back and beat Oliver Dan in a semi last night. That three-year-old final next week is shaping as a beauty for the boys. Uh, Major Delight, uh, she did Major Delight things. She's got an incredible record and she beat Sky Blue, who was brave. Um, race four was taken out by a ruffie in the four-year-old uh, semi-final. Dance and Deliver, second of Will Rickson's winners for his dad, Peter, 40-1. to 1. And uh, it was uh, it was a very brave win. It was a, a nose by a nose when the judge called a halt, but a great uh, finish there. We then will gloss over race five for a moment because, as I said, we'll be chatting Nathan Turnbull uh, in a moment. Uh, race six was the fast class race, the Kevin Robinson free-for-all. Uh, old-time harness racing fans will fondly remember Kevin Robinson. And, of course, uh, Kevin transitioned into the, the, the thoroughbred uh, sphere as well. So he's well-known throughout... Um, two codes, Kevin Robinson, uh, one of the, the legends of the sport, and he had a, a, there was a stack of family there to pay tribute to uh, the late Kevin Robinson through the, the Kevin Robinson free-for-all. Mac Da Vinci, uh, this horse has just gone super this campaign and went 149.4, real nice performance, and uh, Mac Da Vinci won the first-class race, beating our money rocks. Tasty Delight was a little bit of an eye-catcher. Um, it did a good job to flash home. The seventh to I Keep Smiling, probably the winner of the night, drew the deepest in the 
um, the three-year-old Phillies final, and she stopped the clock in 149.9. She broke that magical 150 mark, and she was only one-tenth outside outstanding race mare uh, Antonia's uh, Phillies record. So uh, she, she's gone super, I keep smiling, but Tintin Joe, ludicrous, another eye-catcher stormed home late. The eighth to my old of Ronnie, the four-year-old, the second semi. He's uh, busting to win a big race, and there's a possibility he might be able to do that. My ultimate Ronnie uh, next week. Scruffy Doolan won the trot for Talia McMullen. Um, the visitor, Scruffy Doolan, good job to win there. And the last race was taken out by our uncle Jim in another good uh, finish. Beat Lightning, Dan and Teresa Love. But the race I wanted to focus on, Russ, race five. I'm pretty sure you've got that replay ready to rock and roll. This horse is just doing some incredible things at the moment and was lining up to try and make it six straight last night. 29-9 the next quarter, 57 to the half, they're at the 600 metre mark and the cages, he's got a vice-like grip on this favourite, it's better be the best, leading about three metres second, my ultimate Snowy, who worked around the outside, under lock and key, a sweetheart, Bart Bainbridge and the next one on the inside is Il Bandito, going off stride for a, a stride there was Horn Player regrouped quickly, as heads were turned for home, 28 won the split it's better be the best, the leader going into a clear second as sweetheart Bart. They were followed by my ultimate Snowy Bainbridge and up on the inside next to Zil Bandito but it's better be the best the leader with 75 metres to go. Sweetheart Bart's trying to grip on for second it's going to but it's an easy one at the end for better be the best better be the best beat Sweetheart Bart third home was my ultimate Snowy fourth's a photo. You've got a terrific performance by there. better be the best uh, he made it six straight he's building an incredible record 16 from 21 and I'm pleased to say he's trained a driver and the man that knows him best and that is Nathan Turnbull joins us for a chat uh, well done last night Nathan I guess uh, these races as you go into them and get deep into these uh, the, these series do you feel any additional pressure on behalf of the horse yeah definitely especially when you you know you aim for it all year and little things can go wrong but um yeah sometimes getting into them's the hardest bit but we're in it now and um yeah, no, he's at the top of his game at the moment. How many gears do you reckon he had left, Nathan? He, he, he seemed to do it under his own steam, really. Yeah, he's done it pretty comfortable, but don't get me wrong, he had everything go his own way. So, obviously, yeah. next week's going to be a different ball game altogether. But, yeah, I didn't pull the plugs again last night, and um, he sort of, you know, nothing got close to even... You know, they probably got to about his wheel, that's it. So he didn't even see it. He's just doing it all out by himself. So, yeah, there's still a gear or two there. And um, like I said on the radio through the week, I think last night's run will bring him on even more for the final. So very exciting week ahead. You just said that at times, you know, things can go a little wrong. And I don't want to take you back 12 months. But uh, and I just said in the preamble that, that Captain's Knox win last night, he, he's a very good horse. And he, he beat you last year in the two-year-old final and we kind of got wrapped up a bit in better be the best defeat and probably didn't pay enough attention in part to the win of captain's knock this three-year-old final next week nathan is really shaping as one hell of a race yeah for sure like there's no easy ones when you get up here i have a lot of respect for captain's not like you said he beat me last year although we got things wrong but um you know he's been in every dogfight going he's been to melbourne a couple of times and he went down the Victoria Derby and, you know, ran two credible races and then come back last night and showed it didn't knock him around at all. So, yeah, he's right at the top of his game as well. But, um, 
yeah, there's plenty of others. Amy Stewart's horse sat outside in the whole mm. way and even in my race, you know, Bainbridge got it all wrong last night and gave us, you know, three or four lengths head start and still made the final. So it's going to be very intriguing to, when the barrier fields come out to see where we all land anyway. Absolutely. Now, look, he's, he's you know, one when he hasn't led, but do, do you think he's best when he's in front? Does he relax nicely for you when you find the top and you're able to just, uh, you know, pull the brakes on a little? Yeah, um, it's definitely, you know, he's, you would think he's a bit one-dimensional because that's all I sort of do, but as scary as it is, I think he could even be better with a sit. Both times he's had a sit down at Menangle, he's broke 26 on the way home. He really, mm. you know, he's got that fight and quality that and he just chases them down. Like I said, yeah, we give him 30 head start last year and he still broke 26 on the way home. And then mm. in the semi last year, I sat on Emma Stewart's horse and peeled off its back and we broke 26 home. So he is just lethal with a sit as well, but it's just uh, worked out that... You know, you'd probably rather be out in front and out of trouble in these lead-out races. So, yeah, it's not as if we're a one-trick pony. We've still got that up mm. our sleeve. That's kind of scary for the opponents. Nathan, I'm going to touch on the Eureka. Now, you, you were steadfast in your decision from pretty much after he won the derby that you, you were going to save him and, and not uh, take him on or have him take on the, the leap to fames and, and all those good horses like Catch a Wave uh, uh, as a three-year-old taking on the, the older horses. I, I said it yesterday, you've managed this horse so well and if I was fortunate enough and rich enough to have a slot in the, uh, in the Eureka next year, I'd already be uh, locking him in. Have you had any interest yet from any slot holders who were locked in for that three-year period uh, for, for Eureka number two? Have you had anyone reach out and, and say, hey, we're real keen here? Not, not really. There's been a couple of mm. questions here, here and there, but no, nothing mm. serious. But um, it's still a long way off. But, um, yeah, sure. just going back on my decision to dodge it this year, I... Just thought it was a bit too early to be taken on the big boys like Luke the same as you said he, he's an amazing animal and as it was he got beating it but um yeah. you know like i lost Stormer, i have a lot of respect for he smashed us up in queensland i had on deadline and he come down and not that he was disappointing but you know tried his guts out and only finished midfield and then probably performed below par since down in melbourne so yeah, yeah i i don't um go back on my decision at all. I think we've done the right thing and looked after him. And as you said, there's so many good races as a four-year-old to look forward to, the Chariots of Fire and then the Eureka. So it's not as if, you know, it was our once-in-a-lifetime chance. Uh, you know, you wish you could go in everything, but you've still got to try and prolong their career as best you can. And I think that's where that management of the horse comes in that I alluded to last night post-race. You've just looked after him and you, you put the horse first. Very easy to see the dollar signs and be, be tempted when you've got a horse as good as him, but you're looking uh, the bigger picture, which which is good. Um, and, and and I wish you the very best for next week, Nathan. I've, I've got a uh, touch on Jet. I know uh, we got you on to talk about better be the best, but we, we interviewed Jet just after his first week of driving. He drove another treble at Dubbo on Friday. He's driving at 29%. Uh, win strike rate um, he's driven 35 winners he's actually snuck in and, and bear in mind what he only started driving about uh, was it was it August 
um, or, or August or late July, he's already in the top 10 concession drivers in the state. Um, you must be absolutely proud as punch. Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, Carly is so proud of him and how he's going. And uh, we always knew he had it. And um, he lives and breathes it, as you know. And yeah. um, he's really hit the ground running and we couldn't be prouder of him. Yeah, he um, he had his stats up on the way to the trots yesterday telling me yeah. how many he's had and placings and that. And I think he's nearly, yeah. you know, one in two that run top three. So, yeah, he's really hit the ground running and he's had, you know... It, Appreciate everyone giving him an opportunity. Matt Roo's been super to him, and um, a lot of the bush trainers haven't been afraid to throw him on. With you know, very inexperienced, but um, yeah, no, obviously you don't get experience about going around, so we can't thank everyone enough for giving him a go. No, well, he's he's doing some good things, and being a Turnbull, I'm sure he's got his head, uh, you know, not in the clouds. He's got his feet firmly planted, and he's uh, you know just excelling at the moment and it just got me wondering whether a, a driver who's had so few race drives in such a short span has landed so many winners and multiple winners the way he has uh, it all goes well for the future nathan and it won't be long before he'll be tapping you on the shoulder and saying hey dad can i have a steer on on the good horse yeah don't worry taps you on the shoulder every day but i keep t- turning him away <laughs> at this stage <laughs> okay, mate. Well, look, good luck next Sunday. It's going to be a race for the ages, I think. The three-year-old Colts and Girls, and this takes nothing away from, from the two-year-olds and the fillies and the four-year-olds, but the, the three-year-old Colts and Geldings race has always measured up as a good horse's race um, and generally won by, you know, the best of the best on the day. And the way your horse is going better be the best aptly named. Wish you well next week, mate, and beyond. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the support. Good on you. Nathan Turnbull there, Russell, and uh, we had to throw in a mention of young Jetty's uh, mm. 35 winners, and, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's only been driving, no, I'm sure it'll be no more than three months. We actually had him on the show one Sunday, very articulate. As his dad just said, he lives and breathes uh, harness racing, um, and, and uh, he's just uh, another of the Turnbulls who have made mm. it. Uh, you know, we're talking four gens now, and... Uh, uh, he's uh, he's doing some good things, mate. Turnbull Dynasty certainly in good hands. Yeah, it is indeed, it is, mate. Now we're back uh, at Maningle on Tuesday. Before that, of Newcastle, of course, tomorrow a nine race program there. First at nine after one. You're back to uh, headquarters. I'll be back at headquarters on Tuesday, and then of course uh, Penrith Thursday. We've got that big Sunday. I, I just just you know, mark it in your calendar, folks. Uh, I think the first race will be on or around uh, just after midday, about ten past twelve. They generally do this Sunday so well out there. Mm. Uh, it, it really, it, and, I, and I can remember Russ vividly uh, coming down, uh, walking through the crowd one of those Sundays, and lo and behold, there was Russell Beach, uh, you know, enjoying a day at the trots. That was uh, that it'd have to be probably about ten years ago. That was the but first. Was that was the first family uh, at the Brand New Angle Track. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, mm. it was just an incredible, uh, incredible uh, afternoon. They they packed the joint. And in those days, it's fair to say, they only really had the four group ones because they only ran the two- and three-year-olds. But as time's gone on, the four-year-olds have been added and we just see some amazing racing. It's it's one of those meetings, Russ, where you get the real good horses who generally can go around at short odds, but sometimes there's a fairy tale upset. And one that springs to mind was when She's All Apples won mm. Uh, for Paul Shipley, who drove it in a in a heat and had a bad fall, and the horse was moved to um, 
David Thorne and Jim Douglas. I think it was about a 66 to one pop. Uh, was able to cause a or might have even been longer. Caused a massive boil over winning that year. So it's a race that can throw up upsets. It's a race that can throw up fairy tales, and I'm sure we'll see some written next Sunday, mate. Great facilities and a great place for the family to enjoy the afternoon. Freddie, thanks for your time. We look forward to you at Manangle on Tuesday. Cheers, Russ. Have a good day.